0: Shannon Trier come in, speak to us about his experiences of praying for people to be healed and seeing the miraculous take place. We've, we've spoken on Jesus' model of prayer in the Bible with, with the Lord's Prayer, and um, talked about praying for others. Uh, last week, Jacob talked about practical, personal prayer for our own private times with Jesus. Um, and, uh, and now, you guys are stuck with me. But one question that comes up, and maybe you've asked this question yourself before, is how do I learn to hear the voice of God? How do I know it's him speaking to me? Or I, maybe you've said this before, I, I, I spend time praying and I just, I, I never hear his voice. Why is that? So what I'm going to do today I'm going to give you three steps on hearing his voice, tie everything up in a nice neat little bow, and then you'll have a formula for hearing God's voice. You ready? (sighs) Unfortunately, I don't have that formula. (laughs) Still looking for it. (laughs) I'm sorry to say there is no such thing, but I am going to talk about some practical ways that God does speak to us and how we can become more in tune with his voice. But there's no formula, so you're not going to get that. And the reason there's not a formula, I believe, is because God values relationship. If there were a formula, it would take the relationship out of it. In the Old Testament, God spoke audibly. Most of the time through to, to the prophets or sometimes to the kings, but um, God spoke audibly to people. And, and it may, it'd be easy for us to think that, man, that would be so much better. I wish God would just speak audibly to me, then I would know exactly what to do. But the truth is, if you look at Israel's journey through the Old Testament, they continued to rebel, even though. He spoke spoke like this to them. He spoke to them audibly. it It was very clear what he wanted of them, and yet they still rebelled. And then in the New Testament, God gave us the Holy Spirit. And he speaks to us, but most of the time, it's not audible. You might have... Uh, t- periods you, you might have like one time in your life, if you're lucky, that, that God speaks to you audibly, maybe a couple times, I don't know. But normally he doesn't speak to, you, speak to us audibly. Instead, we have to discern His voice. And in order to do that, we need to build relationship with him. See, in the workplace, if you have a boss who, who you know personally and you know cares about you, it's a lot harder to to want to try to get away with things, isn't it? Whereas when you have a boss who's just authoritative and just wants the task done, it's much easier to be like, well, let's see what I can get away with at this job. And that's the same with God. If we deepen our relationship, we get to know him, we want to obey him, we love him, and so we want to obey what he's telling us. And so as we build our relationship with God, he speaks, and we dis- discern his voice more and more, and, and, and through that relationship, he, he, he wants to, we want to do what he says, because we know that he loves us, we know that he cares about us. So I'm going to discuss some, some practical ways that God, that God speaks to us. But you have to view all of these practical things through the context of relationship. You've got to spend time with him. You've got to get to know him, and 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 over time, you will discern his voice more and more if you do that. Hmm. Lost this? Not sure what happened, but um, one uh, a study that that I've gone through that maybe many of you have gone through as well is the experiencing God study, and uh, I'm going to be drawing from that because it has does have a lot of. Uh, practical things on hearing God's voice that, that I thought were really applicable to today. So, I'm going to be, a lot of the things I'm going to be talking about are, are drawing from here, not all of it, but um, you might, if you've gone through that study, you might recognize some of the things that I say. So, one way that God will speak to us is through the Bible. It's amazing to me that, that I can read a passage of the Bible many times. And then I read it once, after reading it probably a hundred times before that, and I read it once, and all of a sudden, something is illuminated to me. Something, I see something there that I hadn't seen before. The Holy Spirit convicts me, encourages me, challenges me, loves me through a scripture that previously was just words on a page. Have you ever had that happen to you? But our posture when we read the Bible is extremely important. Now, I know I'm guilty of this. I'm sure none of you are. But, um, but, but, but I'll go to the Bible to find things to support what I already believe. If you're, uh, I'm sure none of you have ever done that. I've done that before. It's like, I believe this. Let's find some scriptures to back this up. Now, what good is that going to do? You know, if you're determined to find something in the Bible to support your belief, you'll find it even if you have to take, it out of, take something out of context, uh, you can find something to support your belief, guaranteed. Instead, our mindsets and our beliefs should be pliable. As we read the Bible, the Holy Spirit is going to convict us of things. Now, now at this point, we can choose to justify ourselves somehow to think, or, or, or we can adjust our thinking and follow the Spirit's leading. We can read a passage that convicts us and say, well, okay, yeah, but, but my situation's different. God, you're not really, you, you wouldn't really want me to, to, to do that because, whoa, hello. or we can choose to say, okay, Lord, I'm, gonna, I'm going to follow you. Let's, talk, let, let's go through an example. In Psalm chapter... Let's say you're reading the Bible and you come to Psalm chapter 37, verse 21, and it says, The wicked borrow and never repay, but the godly are generous givers. Okay? So let's say you're reading this and, and the Holy Spirit reminds you of a debt that you haven't paid back. Now we can make excuses. Excuses talk about why we can't pay that back or how that, that person or that company really did us wrong and, uh, and, and so they don't deserve the money back. Or we can listen to what the Holy Spirit's saying and position ourselves so that we can pay that back. That's the difference. Are we going to justify our beliefs, our mindsets, our, our actions, or are we going to allow the Holy Spirit to come in and convict us and speak to us through his word. It's crucial that we're approaching the scripture with humility. Not with the thinking that that, that we have it all together, that, that we understand it, and there's, there's no way that we could have it wrong. There's no way that I could have it wrong. No, we need to allow the Holy Spirit through the scripture to correct us, to, to change us. I encourage you to start reading the Bible. And really asking God what he's saying to you through it. Not just reading it for the sake of reading it, okay, I got my chapter done for the day. But Really asking God, what are you saying to me through this? What are you trying to, to convict me of or, or, or encourage me in through this passage? It can be a whole chapter that you read. It can be, it can be just a, a passage, several verses. It can be just one verse. Be careful with that. Don't take it out. It's easy to take verses out of context when you're reading just one verse. But but there's nothing wrong with taking, okay, you if you're reading through and you come to this one verse and you just and you just feel compelled just to hang out there for a little bit, that's fine. Hang out in that verse and, and, and ask the Lord, Lord, what are you saying to me through this? And when the Lord speaks to you, take action on it. As we read the Bible, our actions should change. Not because of legalism, not because it's these, I've got to follow these, this, 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 and this rule to to, to make sure that I'm right with God. No, no. It's through our relationship with Jesus. We want to change because we love him. Another way that the Holy Spirit speaks to us, speaks to us is through our circumstances. John chapter 5, verse 19 says, So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth, the Son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the Father doing. Whatever the Father does, the Son also does. Jesus said that he would only do what he saw the Father doing. Jesus was watching, he was observing what was going on, and discerning what his father was doing, and, and, uh, and then he'd act on it. Have you heard people talk about God opening and closing a door? God does do that. Sometimes as we're trying to discern a step in life, an opportunity presents itself, in, and that can be God opening the door. And then other times he may do the opposite, put a roadblock, and that can be God closing the door in that particular situation. But we have to be careful with that. Because while God does open and close doors, sometimes the devil opens and closes doors as well. And really what God's calling us to do is to press into him and believe in faith that he's going to come through. Sometimes we have to pray doors back open. Or other times we may need to pass up on what seems like a good opportunity. See, and that's where God speaks to our circumstances, but we've got to look at it through his perspective. God's perspective is vital. It's easy to see things from our perspectives and what we want, but we've got to see things from his perspective instead. Let's look at an example in Luke chapter 7. Verse 11, it says, Soon afterward, Jesus went with his disciples to the village of Nain, and a large crowd followed him. A funeral procession was coming out as he approached the village gate. The young man who had died was a widow's only son, and a large crowd from the village was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. Don't cry, he said. Then he walked over to the coffin and touched it, and the bearers stopped. Young man, he said, I tell you, get up. Then the dead boy sat up and began to talk, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. Great fear swept the crowd, and they praised God, saying, "A mighty prophet has risen among us, and God has visited His people today." And the news about Jesus spread throughout Judea and the surrounding countryside. So let's let's just take a minute. Let's let's look at the circumstances here from the widow's point of view. She would already lost a husband. says she's a widow. She lost a husband. We don't know how long ago she lost her husband, but she at some point had lost her husband. And now, and she has a son, but then the son dies. Can you imagine the grief that she must be experiencing? Now, If you were cold-hearted enough to walk up to this woman and ask her, hey, what's the truth of your situation right now? She'd probably say something like, I won't have anybody to care for me for the rest of my life. I've lost my husband, I've lost my son, there's nobody. But was that the truth? That was from her perspective, but what was the truth from God's perspective, from Jesus' perspective? Jesus had something else planned. Jesus raised this man from the dead and reunited his son the son with his mother. See, don't determine the truth of a circumstance until you hear from Jesus. Let me say that one more time. Don't determine the truth of a circumstance until you hear from Jesus. If a door is opening or closing is God trying to tell you something through that? Yes. He is. But don't assume what he's trying to tell you through that. Jesus was constantly looking for what the Father was doing. We should do the same. In every situation, we should be looking for God, discerning what God is telling us through our circumstances. That's why relationship, the relationship that you're building with God is so crucial. We need to draw near to him so that we can discern his voice in our circumstances. Another way that we hear God's voice is through other people. And I mentioned this before, but in the United States, we are extremely individualistic. It's ingrained in our culture that we should be able to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and go through this life on our own. Ironically, uh, if you look at people who are successful, like, say, successful businessmen, they typically surround themselves by people who have different strengths and people who are willing to challenge them, not just the yes people. But this idea of individualism, individualism is, has carried over into the American church. It really has. People view their relationship with God as purely their personal relationship with God, and well, yes we, we, we do have we all have a personal relationship with God, we should have our private personal relationship with him that, that that it was never intended to just stay there. We are called to do this together we need each other we're called to have people in our lives to challenge us to encourage us we're we're called to have people in our lives who are willing to tell us when we 're wrong we' we're to say you're off base there, Daniel. I agree. <laughs> Sorry for all the heresy I'm preaching No, I'm just <laughs> And that's a difficult thing for us, isn't it? But we need to be willing to listen to people. Because if you read through the Bible, God has called us to be in community. To build each other up. So oftentimes God will speak to us through other people. One, one area that God does this through is through prophecy. God will speak uh, through someone else to give you a word. Other times it may not be a direct word from God, but God may prompt someone to come alongside you and to, to show you your blind spots. Because we all have blind spots, don't we? And We need other people oftentimes to correct those blind spots. Or if you're in the process of making a big life decision, don't do that on your own. Get godly counsel on that. We do that too often. These big life decisions that we just make. When I was uh, thinking about proposing to my wife, Cherish, I got advice from others. I spoke to Daryl about it. I spoke to my parents about it. I I, I spoke to people about this. And I I tell you, if if some of these people that I really trusted, if they'd been like, I just don't know, Daniel, man, that would, I tell you, that would have really, that really would have got me thinking. We've got, to be doing this together. We've got to be trusting each other. We've got to be coming to people in these big life decisions that we're making. And then finally, God, God speaks to us through prayer. Now, prayer is not just talking to God. Prayer is a two-way thing, it involves listening and letting God speak to us as well. If I if I'm having a, if I'm, if, Let's say I'm sitting down with, with one of you and we're going to have a conversation. We've got about half an hour and we're, 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 we're going to have a, have a dialogue and I'm sitting there telling you about myself, I'm telling you about my dreams, my desires, and maybe I even say something like, well, tell me what you want to get out of this conversation. I really think it would be good if we got to know each other better. Oh, you know what happened to me last night? I really want to tell you about it. It's not a very good conversation. <laughs> and yet that's what we do with God, isn't it? We tell God our needs. We ask him to reveal himself to us. but We ask what his will is, but we never stop to hear his answer. We just keep spouting off. and am like, okay, prayer time's over. Got to go to work. Just keep talking. Prayer needs to be a two-way conversation. When you ask God something, stop and listen. You're not going to hear his voice if you don't listen. So what are we listening for? I love this chapter in 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 11. It says, "'Go out and stand before me on the mountain,' the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind.' After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. When we're listening for God to speak to us, we're, we want some big aha moment. Don't we? Or we want God to part the skies and speak to us in such a way that there's no mistake what God is saying. But how does God speak to us most of the time? He speaks to us in a gentle whisper, in that still, small voice. Now, what does this do? What, 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 why do you think God speaks to us like this? It forces us to lean into him to make the effort to get to know God. Relationship is everything to God. So when, when you go home this evening or, or, or tomorrow morning when, when you wake up and, and you try to sit with God and listen and you don't hear anything, keep going. Press in the next day. Keep spending time in his word. Keep pressing in. You, you may not hear anything the first day, You may not hear something the first week. I don't know, you may not even hear anything the first month. I don't know what your, or you might hear something the first day. I don't know what your journey is going to be. But regardless, keep pressing in. Keep pushing. Keep talking to God. Because if you are persistent, God will reveal himself to you. So I want to leave you with this thought. Learn to be still. We live in in such a busy world, don't we? And because of all of our busyness, we, we have a hard time with that concept of learning to be still. We feel that our time with God needs to be busy as well. We need to be doing something. There's nothing wrong with some things that we do as we're spending time with God, reading God's word. Absolutely great. In fact, I encourage it. Please do that. Speaking to God, asking things of God, yeah, I encourage that too. Singing songs to God, yep, yeah, I encourage that too. That's, that's a great thing to do. But take some time and just be still. Sit in his presence. Give God the space to speak to you in that gentle whisper that, that we can't hear because we, we keep ourselves too busy and, and, and perhaps we love the sound of our voices too much. Can I have the worship team come forward? And uh, we're gonna, I'm going to go ahead and have the ushers pass the offering as, as well. And, and this is a great opportunity to put your Connect cards. Uh, please, please consider, the, you know, we definitely still have some, some time slots for WestFest. If, if you check that on, on the Connect card, I'll, I'll send you an email this week um, asking what time slots you are, Or you can just go out there and, and, and sign up for some slots. There's definitely, definitely still some needs there. So I'd love you to do that. But. Lord, I just pray that you would bless this offering and multiply it in Jesus' name. We're gonna we're gonna sing uh, one more song here in just a moment, and the first few lines of the song say, "In the quiet of my soul, in the stillness, I hear your voice call. In the quiet of my soul, in the stillness, I hear your voice call." As we sing this song, can you focus on just quieting your soul? You might be sitting here, and you might have a lot going on. You might be thinking about what you're doing after church, where you're going to go for lunch. You might be thinking about what what work has in store for you this week. You might be thinking about some decisions that you and your spouse need to make. Can I ask you for just the next few minutes, just stop? Forget all that. Just be still and listen. Not with an agenda, not with I'm listening for the answer to this question that I've asked you, God. Just listen. See what He would say to you this morning. I don't care what you do, you can can stand up during the song. You can stay seated in the song. You can sing. You can just you can not sing. You can be silent. Uh, Whatever you feel like you need to do to just still yourself, do that. I believe that God wants to speak to us here this morning. He may give you something specific to a situation that you're dealing with, Or he may speak to your turmoiled emotions and help you just to free yourself from anger, maybe depression. He may give you something for somebody else. He may give you a word for somebody. He may give you something for the community as a whole. may give you something that's just for you, something that, that you're just supposed to keep for yourself. Or he may give you something that you're supposed to go tell someone after church. I, I don't know. But either way, as we sing this song, quiet yourself and just listen. Because I believe with all of my heart that he wants to say something to you.